frequent task before flying is now also an important step toward becoming a true professional in our industry. Today, we learn about pre-flight. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. I'm sure many of us can remember our first flying lesson or the first time we were really able to get up close to an airplane or helicopter. Like me, you may have also watched closely as the pilot carefully went around the aircraft, following the steps of a checklist to inspect the condition of critical components and to ensure it was safe to take to the air. What you may not have really thought about much before, though, was that's also an early example of the importance of professional behaviors and attitudes in aviation. And it's also the inspiration for a new NBAA initiative to carry those examples forward across our industry. P is preparation. R is respectful. E is ethical. F follows policies and procedures. L is leadership. I is integrity. G is genuine, H is humble, and T is transparent. That was Karen K.K. Harvey, Chief Pilot for Lionheart Holdings. Also with me today is Mike Wainel, Chief Pilot for Jack Henry & Associates. Both Mike and K.K. are members of NBAA's Small Flight Operations Subcommittee to the NBAA Domestic Operations Committee, which established the pre-flight initiative last year. And KK, it seems to me that not only are those nine behaviors important aspects to professionalism, but they're a great way to simply live your life, period. Yes, absolutely. And I would add, to me, in this recent era of dealing with COVID and the pandemic and how everyone's so stressed out all the time, I feel that we really need to respect other people within our industry and outside the industry and treat people with kindness and interest. And that's one of my goals in my everyday life. And I especially have been trying to do it when I'm out traveling. I know the FBOs and the line service, everyone's really stressed out. They're understaffed, they're overworked. And I feel if I can make a personal connection with them, that it might help their day and maybe they'll remember me next time and we start to have a nice relationship. Right, and showing respect to others really does go hand-in-hand hand with a professional mindset. Now, I've known people in professional roles who didn't demonstrate that attitude, but I certainly wouldn't call any of them professionals. Michael, what are some other signs of a lack of professionalism? I think, to me, a lot of that is engagement. It, it goes in line with what KK was mentioning, and part of that, I think, may be increasing as a result of what we've all endured over the past couple of years that you know, folks may be becoming disenfranchised with either their positions or their corporations or maybe even their careers in general, just starting to think of, of how they emerge from all of this. And so it, it challenges to me that all of those components uh, that KK listed as part of the professionalism mnemonic, and it, it goes back to, to engagement, I think, is we have to, as leaders, stay continuously engaged in our profession, whether that be continuous improvement, learning, uh, whether you're engaged in your training, truly trying to improve yourself and gain the most out of a recurrent or an initial, and moving yourself to a higher level of professionalism. How can pre-flight help combat these attitudes, Mike? I think the biggest part of the campaign is the, the discussion, truly. I think the more we continue to have a discussion and confront the subject of professionalism as a root cause, I think that really works to, to bring relevance and the importance of the subject. 
because as as you go through different accidents in in the past or even ones that that stick out a route maybe in a lack of professionalism say the the bedford crash where flight control checks something very basic weren't performed albeit uh that organization was in his bayo registered company you know folks may say that that was an illusion of professionalism so i think this campaign calls us to go through all of those values and challenge ourselves of how we are being a better leader how we are working on humility our authenticity or our genuineness and really how we embody all of those components of professionalism when i first started reading about preflight kk the first thing that came to mind was another mnemonic device in aviation the i'm safe checklist both make us confront just like mike said specific steps and attitudes and really ask ourselves if we're addressing them fully and truthfully absolutely i agree the engagement is so important within our department um we get all get so busy within our own small tasks that sometimes we don't focus on the greater good and how do we treat each other within the organization i think you know engagement and starting the conversation is really important for us and we'll have more of this conversation in just a moment after this message from nbaa nbaa flight plan listeners the latest digital edition of your magazine is ready just visit nbaa.org/insider and all the latest intel will be in your hands we're back now with mike wainel and kk harvey and our discussion about nbaa's preflight initiative to promote greater professionalism across our industry Another indicator of a professional flight operation is the quality of the relationship between flight crew and support personnel, including maintenance technicians, schedulers and dispatchers, and others. KK, what are some ways to improve communications between those various teams? You know, part of it is we have to be transparent and honest with everyone. We need to be included in the same groups and idea sets and even as it goes for meetings because i think sometimes maintenance is back in the corner of the hangar and the pilots are more the glorified people out on the ramp going to glamorous places but if we don't engage and include our maintenance people as pilots they're not going to feel as respected by us yeah i agree i think one of the the key things i always tell our team here is the shared purpose in the shared mission in that regardless of the the pilot uh, potentially being the point of contact from the passenger perspective that aircraft doesn't move unless a scheduler initiates that conversation with the lead point of contact or with a principal and then it most certainly doesn't go anywhere without routine maintenance or or a pre-flight from from a maintainer and then line service uh, it, it won't go anywhere without fuel either so we all have a shared purpose and a shared mission and to me one of the key components that start with understanding that shared purpose is humility you know we all have to know that we are vital to the success of that mission but we're all humble to one another on that shared purpose and that sense of shared purpose is particularly important at smaller flight operations right mike Oh, absolutely. That one for me is integrity. That is really what you're doing when no one's watching. In a single pilot environment, no one is watching. And so it calls for an individual to be a professional. You have to be willing to challenge yourself and and your own thoughts of your level of professionalism in ensuring that you're being safe, that you're operating within the the basis 
of how that trip should be executed because you're the only one that is accountable to yourself. And so I think integrity plays probably one of the most foundational roles in a smaller single pilot environment. I could add, I would use preparation as being a pretty strong foundation of the, the pre-flight acronym because when I'm by myself, I've got to spend a lot more time being organized and looking ahead, thinking about where I'm going, the weather, looking at charts. And what I've always told myself when I'm planning a single pilot operation is that if there's anything in question, I want to have a solid plan B before I even start the engines. Because I might be so busy up there by myself that I can't ask somebody next to me to help. So I think preparation, next I would go with follow policies and procedures. I mean, it can't be emphasized enough. I've been flying single pilot over 15 years and I always use the checklist. There's just no excuse not to use the checklist because I miss stuff. You know, I'll, I'll do it and then I check it and I'll say, oh, I miss that. You know, I'm not perfect, but it, it's a way for me to stay ahead of things. And then the last thing that I would add would be humble for single pilots. I think we as single pilot operators need to accept that we have limitations and there may be a mission that is beyond our scope. You know, I think there's a lot of single pilot owner operators that in reality should address or limit where they operate. For professionals, we may not have that option to uh, limit our operations, but we should at least take a good hard look at every trip we're doing, understanding that with only one pilot in the front, you don't have the resources that a two pilot operation has. Now, professionalism isn't a new topic within our industry, of course. It's been an important part of safety discussions for some time, including in other programs developed by NBAA and elsewhere across business aviation. How do you think pre-flight complements those efforts, KK? I think the pre-flight campaign really goes to the core of who NBAA is and who they represent. You know, every initiative and program that NBAA offers should support their mission. And the professionalism campaign holds these programs to a higher standard. MBA's mission is to foster an environment that allows business aviation to thrive in the United States and around the world. And I love that the professionalism definition that MBA offers is the pursuit of excellence through discipline, ethical behavior, and continuous improvement. I mean, I just think those go hand in hand for our industry and our everyday life. Mike, both you and KK have alluded to aspects of one particular initiative that's had a definite effect on our industry, the Dr. Tony Kern Integrated Model of Professionalism. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of work on the subject through years, and I, I don't think we can talk about professionalism without bringing up Dr. Kern. Not only is the Dr. Kern Award uh, a significant component in our industry, but his book, Going Pro, The Deliberate Practice of Professionalism, I think is a, a required read for individuals that want to seek leadership roles or, or really truly consider themselves a leader of self, where he talks about the three levels of professionalism. The first level being just the professional membership. Hey, man, I'm, I've met the FAA standard, so I'm a professional maintainer or licensed dispatcher. I always say that, that you've got a license to learn. So, so you've met the minimum expectations, now you can begin learning with a full seat at the table. 
the level two professional is, is in full compliance. That goes back to the integrity discussion that we had. You're following all the rules when no one's looking. In an industry where, where routine non-compliance can have catastrophic consequences, and it's just that one degree every day uh, before an individual finds themselves out of phase, that, that that full compliance of a level two professional starts to continue to, to increase up to what would be a level three professional, which is where you're, you're empowered. You're a professionalist, if you will. The term that I use uh, here in our organization and I've mentioned before is kind of on the, the tune of continuous process improvement or CPI, which is a lot of important corporate initiatives. I, I always kind of say continual dissatisfaction that unless you're willing to set your ego aside and be honest with who's looking in the mirror and, and receiving that feedback that I think you're doomed as a professional. I think you should always be seeking areas to identify for improvement. And it doesn't mean being pessimistic or you know walking around with a negative attitude, but I think it just means embracing you know to err as human and that you shouldn't ever be satisfied with your most recent performance. To bring up Dr. Kern again, he's got resources on his website and one that we've adopted very successfully uh, in our flight department is a two minute debrief. And it echoes the thought of humility because you have to start that conversation in a debrief from a place of humility and that you just go through a flight. It's, it's only two minutes, but you owe it to a fellow crew member or, or members of your team to debrief honestly a trip to the point that we actually developed a two minute pre-brief before a trip where you, the two crew members come together, they communicate about the details of the trip, they, they again set those egos aside and talk honestly and prepare for that trip. So I think, I think what we can do in our organization is, is not only have that engagement, talk about a shared purpose, but I think it's important that we come together before and after each one of those, those missions or those trips to, to speak honestly about what, what went well and what didn't go well. And I think what that does is it just prevents that normalization of deviation to, to creep in or becoming comfortable with mediocrity. I would just like to agree wholeheartedly with just what Mike said. Our, one of our goals for our small flight department is the continuous improvement idea that we're never going to be perfect. Can we be better? We also have added the debrief and we also do a pretty good pre-brief and we're changing some of the ways we do things. We're looking for what is outside the box. It's not, you know, it's a normal takeoff from your home airport. That's one thing. But if you're taking off in a mountainous airport or if it's hot and heavy, we're adding what's unique about this departure. And then I think the post-brief adds a lot of value for both people. It can't turn into a a blame kind of thing. It's got to really be about us honestly fessing up to maybe some shortcomings we had on that flight. But we all learn from all these things. And you can learn more about the pre-flight initiative at nbaa.org slash preflight. NBAA also offers several other resources to encourage greater professionalism across our industry, recognizing these attitudes as cornerstones in making business aviation even safer. Check those out at nbaa.org slash professionalism. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. 
Thanks for listening and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.